Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the pastor's study. I counted them and 14 times in the New Testament, Jesus says, fear not. And I categorized those 14 times, boiled it down to, there are basically four things Jesus tells believers not to fear. Let's look at them now and learn how to be peaceful instead of fearful Christians. Let's pray. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would help each of us to trust you, let go of our fears, and put them into your hands. God, help us all now learn how to be peaceful, trusting Christian people. Speak to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a workman on the roof who one night was working on the top of the building and fell over, and he's hanging for dear life on the ledge of the roof, and he hung there, scared to death, hung there. Finally, his fingers let go, and he dropped six inches because there was a scaffold under him the whole time. And I read that, and it reminded me of the old hymn, Underneath Are the Everlasting Arms. The way we get rid of our fears is by letting them go and trusting Jesus to catch us. So let's look now. What are the four things Jesus tells us not to fear? Number one. This occurs four times. We are to fear not men. In Matthew chapter 10, the disciples are afraid of the Pharisees. And Jesus says to them twice, fear them not, fear them not. All they can do is kill your body. Fear God, because he can kill your body and your soul in hell. So Jesus tells us four times, don't be afraid of men. And the Pharisees did kill Jesus' body. He didn't care because he knew what was going to happen three days later. So ultimately, we don't fear men because God's in control. Another fear not man occurs in Acts 18. Paul is preaching in Corinth. He's getting a lot of opposition. He's probably scared. That night, Jesus appeared to him and says, Fear not, Paul. You will not be hurt in this city. Or you can go to Revelation chapter 2. Jesus tells the whole church in Smyrna, Fear not, the devil's going to throw some of you into prison, but fear not, I'm in control of this. So, disciples fear not, Church of Smyrna fear not, Apostle Paul fear not, and if, if you're watching this program, the first thing Jesus says is don't be afraid of people. Now, this is a hard thing, but we've got to fight what's called the fear of men. Teenagers, don't care too much what your peers think of you. You don't have to be cool. The reason teenagers get into so much trouble is because they're fearing men. They're fearing what people think of them. It's not just a teenage problem. Adults, why don't we open our mouth and talk to our coworkers more about Jesus? Why don't we talk to our relatives more about Jesus? It's called fear of men. Pastors, let's talk to the pastor. I am a pastor. I know it's hard to get up and preach against divorce and remarriage when you've got a lot of divorced and remarried people sitting in front of you. It's hard to preach against abortion, etc., when you are living together in, in sin before you get married. But we got to do it. <laughs> there's a there's an old there's a old grave plaque I think in Westminster Abbey in England. Lord Lawrence. He feared men so little because he feared God so much. 
So our, our first thing not to fear, let's not be afraid of men. Let's have a healthy fear of God. Lord Lawrence feared men so little because he feared God so much. There was a bomb demolition team, and they were lowering, lowering the man down into the hole to, to uh, undo the bomb, and he starts screaming when he gets down there, quick, get me up, get me up, and they pulled him up. What is, the, is the bomb about to go off? And he said, no, there's a rat down there. <laughs> he wasn't afraid of the bomb. He was afraid of the rat. And what, what Jesus says is, don't be afraid of human beings. All they can do is kill you. Be, have a healthy fear of God who can kill you and send you to hell. So the first thing is, don't be afraid of men. The second thing in the New Testament, Jesus tells us not to fear. This occurs four times. Fear not Jesus. You know, Jesus can be kind of scary. Uh, in Acts, in Mar Mark 14, it's 3 o'clock at night. Jesus is walking on the water toward the disciples, and they're scared, and that Jesus says, fear not. In Matthew 17, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John on the mountain. Jesus starts to shine so bright they can barely look at him. It's called the transfiguration. They fall on their faces. They're scared, and Jesus says, fear not. Uh, you've got Matthew 28. The ladies are coming to anoint the dead body of Jesus with perfume because he's been dead three days. When they get to the tomb, they don't find the dead body. They find a shining angel. They're scared. They run down the street. Eventually, they bump into Jesus himself, and they're scared, and they fall at his feet. And Jesus says, women, fear not. And then you've got John in Revelation, having a vision of the risen Christ, and he says this, Revelation chapter 1, His hair, head and his hair were like white wool, his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his face was like the shining sun. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man, and Jesus said to me, Fear not. Four times we're told not to be afraid of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus can be kind of scary. I'll share this personal thing here. When I was 16 years old, I was a Christian, but I started to wonder. And I prayed, God, would you give me some proof that you're up there? And then I had this dream. And in the dream, I was at the top of the Roman Colosseum. And I'm walking down the aisle toward the center. Here's all these people in the bleachers. Over in one row was Jesus. And all the people are touching and grabbing him, trying to get healed. I thought I'd be nice and leave him alone. So I kept walking straight. In the dream, he came over to me, threw his arms around me, hugged me, and kissed me. And I remember his, his hair was real black, his teeth were real white, and when he hugged me, I got this incredible supernatural feeling. I woke up, and I don't know, for 30 seconds, I could still feel it, I think. The tears were running down my cheeks because it was so scary. It was wonderful, but it was my proof for a while that there is a God. And you know what I prayed for years after that event? God, you don't have to visit me tonight. <laughs> it was spooky. So the first thing Jesus tells us not to fear is him. And you know what? I think most people in the world fear Jesus. They don't want him. I'm, they're scared of him. They run from him. You remember what C.S. Lewis said about how to wreck a fancy dinner party? When there's a lull in the conversation, bring up the word Jesus and watch everybody get nervous, change the subject, and look down into their water glasses. <laughs> Why? Because people are afraid of Jesus. And why are they afraid of him? Because the devil has them duped. 
The devil makes people think, oh, if you come to Jesus, he'll wreck your life, and you'll have to become a missionary and move to Africa, and you'll have to wear your hair in a bun, and you can't ever smile. I mean, that's the devil deceiving people. Just the opposite is true. Follow the devil, and you'll get messed up. Follow the devil, and you'll destroy your life. Follow Jesus, he'll bring you life. So number one, don't fear human beings. But number two, don't fear Jesus. Run to Jesus. He's your life. He's your joy. Third thing not to fear. Don't fear that you are too sinful for God. This comes from Luke chapter 5. Peter sees Jesus do a miracle with the fish, and Peter falls down and says to Jesus, Depart from me. I'm a sinner, O Lord. And Jesus says, no, from now on, Peter, you'll be catching men, not fish. And Jesus took this sinful Peter and turned him into the great apostle of the early church. You know why a lot of people don't go to church? They're Peter. They're thinking, look, I'm too sinful. Depart from me, Lord. I'm not going to church. I'm too sinful. Have you ever had this experience? I have. <laughs> I go to a church, and there's all these people around me singing a hymn, and I think to myself, here's all these wonderful Christian people, and then there's me. And if, oh, they knew what I struggled with. No, the, problem, the truth is, we're all sinners. We're all scuzzballs. Don't be afraid you're too sinful for Jesus. We're all sinners. Jesus wants us to come to him, sins and all. Another way of, of naming the same fear, don't be afraid you're too insignificant for God. Some people think, well, you know, there's God's running the universe, and he's busy, and there's little old me, and I'm not going to bother him with my problems. I'll just sit over here, have a pity party, and I'll leave God alone. No, no, no. Jesus said, God takes care of sparrows. And Jesus says, you are of more value than many sparrows. I mean, I went to Mexico a while ago, and there are a lot of people in Mexico. And I remember at one point, I felt just like a speck. There's all these people all over the place. I felt like a speck, and the temptation is to think, I'm just one tiny speck on the planet. Who is God to care about me? Well, Jesus says, he does. He cares for you more than, he died for you. So don't let the devil get you to believe that you're too insignificant or that you're too sinful for God. We're all sinners. Come to Christ anyway. So don't be afraid of men. Don't be afraid of Jesus. Third, don't be afraid you're too sinful or insignificant. And the final fear that we're going to talk about now is the big one, fear of death, fear of eternity. Most people are afraid to die, and sadly, many of them should be afraid to die. But if you're a believer in Christ, you're not supposed to fear death. Here's the verse. This is from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, humans have bodies, he, Jesus himself, also partook of the same nature, he became a human, that through death Jesus might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and Jesus might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. In other words, if you're trusting Christ, we're not supposed to be afraid of death. Years ago, I was teaching a Bible study in college. And after the Bible study, a college girl took me aside and said, Tom, are you sure you're saved? I was offended. I said, I think I'm saved. She said, no. Are you sure you're saved? And I said, yes. And she left. And I remember sitting on my dorm bed thinking, did I just lie? Because I don't think I was sure. And during that time, somebody explained to me 
that we're saved by God's grace alone, by Christ alone, not by being good enough, because nobody's good enough. And somebody shared with me 1 John 5.13, a verse that changed my life. I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. When I was 19 years old, that's when the light bulb went on, that because of Christ and his death on the cross for me, I'm forgiven. I know for sure I'm going to heaven. I still have my doubts now and then, but ultimately I know because it depends on Christ alone, I'm saved. That changed my life. Have you got that? Have you overcome the fear of death by knowing Christ as your Savior? I'm going to tell you maybe, what, a hundred times in the New Testament, it tells you if you believe in Christ, you will be saved. It doesn't say might be saved. It says you will be saved. So the, the fourth big fear, fear of death, God wants us to get over is when you trust in Christ, your sins are forgiven, you're going to heaven. Well, I'll just share this. There was a little girl that used to skip through the graveyard on her way home from school every day. One day an older man would watch this and finally he stopped the little girl. Aren't you afraid, little girl, going through this big graveyard by yourself every day? And she said, no sir, because I know my house is right on the other side. <laughs> Listen, we're all going to go into that graveyard. It's a lot easier to skip through that graveyard when you know Christ and you know when you die, you got a house with him right on the other side. So let's summarize this. Fear not. If you're a believer in Christ, fear not. If you're not a believer, come to him now. Pray to him now. Ask him to forgive your sins and be your savior now. But if you are a believer, don't be afraid of men. Have a healthy fear of God. But don't, don't fear the rat. Fear the bomb. <laughs> Have a healthy fear of God. Fear not men. Number two, don't be afraid to come to Jesus the devil would have you be afraid to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Don't be afraid of Jesus. Number three, don't be afraid you're too sinful or insignificant. Go to church anyway. Get into a good church. And number four, if you're a believer in Christ, don't be afraid of death. It's just you're going to skip through the graveyard and land on the other side when you go through. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible and our Lord and our everyday walk with Him. Pastor Brock, we're talking about fear. First of all, where does fear come from? You've given us all the things to fear mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. but why do we fear? Well, there's healthy fear. I mean, Jackie, if your car is heading into the ditch, it's smart to be afraid and pull that wheel back on. So not all fear is wrong, but if I... And you know, it, it's, it's, you might have caught a contradiction in the sermon I just preached. I told you to fear God, and then I told you not to fear Jesus. Well, Jesus is God, if you believe in the Trinity. But, but if I can use that analogy, when I'm following Christ, it's like when I'm driving a car. Normally, I'm not afraid when I'm driving a car. But if I start going turning from the road down into the ditch, I get scared and I get back on. So we are to fear God, in, in, or not to fear God, the Bible says both. The Bible says don't fear God, and that means for those who are trusting and following Christ, don't fear God. But if I turn away from God and I'm living in sin, etc., I should be so scared I get back on the road. <laughs> so does fear come from Satan? It can. I mean, uh, again, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So there's a, there's a healthy fear of God that comes from God. It tells me I'm a sinner, I need Christ, I need to follow him. There's an unhealthy fear of God that comes from the devil that says, you're so wicked, you shouldn't be going to church, you shouldn't come to Christ, you're too evil. That's from the devil. Okay. 
So what are some things a Christian should do when they are afraid? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a few things. I do when I get scared. I'll pray, of course. Talk to another Christian about my fears. Tell somebody what I'm going through. Get, get prayer from another Christian. Jackie, I, I, I like to uh, now and then take out the book of Psalms and out loud read one of those Psalms that talks about fear. Help me, O oh Lord, I'm sinking, etc. And then the other thing I do, I sing. Sometimes when I'm, I, I've had to drive to some very difficult meetings confronting some of the liberals in the church, and those are hard for me. There's a song that goes from Isaiah 42, do not fear for I am with you. Be not anxious for I am your God. I will strengthen you, surely I will help you, etc. So sometimes to sing a good hymn helps me when I'm scared. You know, Tom, I think Christians, is fear healthy? Uh, I think if, if the fear drives you to God, that's good, healthy fear. If it drives you from God, it's not healthy. Okay, so why is it Christians are so afraid to share Christ with other people? I think that's the first one, fear of men. We care way too much, and I, I, this is my problem too, Jackie. I have a problem with battling fear of humans. I care too much what they think of me, and I need to get over that, and I think... The way we get over it is what Jesus did in Luke 12, says the Pharisees don't fear the humans. All they can do is kill you. Fear God who, who has more power than that. So, yeah. Well, you've said we, have to, we should fear God and not man. Mm -hmm. But aren't we supposed to love God? Mm -hmm. Isn't it hard to love something you fear? Right. Well, if I can quote old Martin Luther, Martin Luther in the 1500s wrote what you had to memorize as a girl and I had to memorize as a boy, Luther's Small Catechism. And after each of the, if you remember this, Jackie, uh, after each of the commandments, thou shalt have no other gods before me. What does this mean? We should so fear and love God that uh, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What does this mean? We should so fear and love God. And he has fear and love God every time he explains one of the commandments. So that's healthy fear. It is. Though. I mean, Jackie, I loved my dad, but I feared him. He had a, he had a, yardstick in the closet and I feared my dad I loved him so I think it's possible to, you know we are to love God that's our main emotion to God but it's also Hebrews 12 says God disciplines people he loves so to Lord help me obey you so you don't have to discipline me okay you talked about the fear of death I mean I think no matter how strong of a Christian you are when you think that you might be going to die, there's a fear of the unknown. Agreed. So Agreed. And I mean, Jackie, let's put it this way. You remember this, when I got stuck on the side of a mountain in the Canadian Rockies, and I, I thought maybe I was going to die. And so I sat there, because I couldn't go down and I couldn't go up. I was stuck. And nobody knew I was up there. I was hiking by myself. And I thought maybe this is it. And I sat there, and I thanked God was I scared? <laughs> yes. But I sat there and I said, okay, God, I thank you that if I don't get out of this, I'm saved, I'm forgiven, the blood of Christ has ransomed this sinner. So I thanked him if I was going to die that I know I'm going to heaven. But was I stick scared? Yeah, I was. And hallelujah, the helicopter got me down. <laughs> yeah, we saw that one on video, yeah, a I long believe. time ago. So, but can a person overcome that fear? Yeah. And so here's what, I mean, I'm a, like I said in the sermon, I've had what's called the assurance of my salvation since I was 19 years old. I know Christ. I know my sins are forgiven. I know I'm going to heaven. Are there days I wonder if all that's true? Yeah. I'm human. I still have my doubts. So how do we fight those doubts? 
One way is to take Holy Communion regularly, where, where you hear the word shed for the forgiveness of your sins. I love hearing that, guilty guy that I am. Another way to overcome fear is, is to claim the Bible promises. Uh, Ephesians 1, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. So if your conscience or the devil tells you God hasn't forgiven you for that, I claim 1 John 1, 9, oh yes he has. Ephesians chapter 1, oh yes he has. So claiming the, you need to read the Bible. People need to read their Bible and you need to claim the promises. So if a person fears that they're too sinful for God, and I, I know some people like that. Yeah. I mean, you try to even talk to them. Yeah and it's a closed door right. and it's because of that fear yeah how can they get over that well I'll, I'll tell you one I was sitting next to a guy in a plane he was kind of a rough guy and he knew I was a pastor because we talked for a while and and uh, he talked about his mother's a dear Christian always praying for me and 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 I and and, and I finally just looked at him and I said you know I'm a sinner I deserve to go to hell and he looked at me and said you're a pastor. What do you mean you're a sinner? I said, I am a sinner who deserves to go to hell. My only hope on Judgment Day is Christ paid my sin debt. I'm forgiven through Christ. And you could tell he had never heard this before. And I think what we do for people who think they're too sinful for God, you say, me too, but come to Christ anyway. Okay, so that's a healthy fear then. Yeah, right? I think so. Okay, so some people fear fear that they're insignificant and that their life just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So are there some Bible verses yes. for that type of a what person? What I would say for that um, are, is, what was it? Was it Luke chapter 12, where Jesus says, consider the sparrows that, you know, not one of them falls to the ground apart from our Father. In other words, a bird doesn't fall from its nest without God being involved. I mean, that's an incredible verse. The hairs of your head, Jackie, not mine, but the hairs of your head are all numbered. Can you imagine? God knows, Jackie, every single one of your hair numbers every day of your life. That, what Jesus is saying there is, yes, we're all only one speck in this planet of, what, six billion now? Nevertheless, God is intimately concerned with you and your details, the hairs of your head. I mean, Jackie, if I lose my car keys, I pray. If I lose my phone, which I did this week, it drives me nuts, I pray. I pray for parking spaces. <laughs> the hairs of her head are all numbered, so I think that's okay. Okay, you talked about overcoming the fear of hell by getting the assurance of salvation. Can you share with people a little bit, how can they get yeah. that assurance of their salvation yeah. if that's their fear? If, if you're watching this program and you don't know for sure where you're gonna spend eternity, Open the Bible, not to John, but way back to the end by Revelation 1 John 5.13. I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And Jackie, the way I remember this, it's, it was way back when I was 19. Somebody said to me, Tom, do you believe in the name of the Son of God? Well, yes, I do. And I did, but I didn't have the assurance yet. And he says, well, according to that verse, where are you going? Well, you can know you have eternal life, it says. Yeah, does it say maybe you'll get eternal life? Well, no, it says you can know. And who wrote the, that verse? Well, God wrote the Bible. Can God lie? Well, no. So if God promises you eternal life when you put your trust in Christ, what do you got? Well, that's when the light bulb went on. I got eternal life. Now, your feelings might lie to you and tell you otherwise. But again, we fight our doubts, we fight our feelings by the written word of God. 1 John 5.13. Okay, Tom, as a Christian in today's world, though, there are so many things going on that make me 
fearful for our country yes. and for the people that are here. Yes. Um, is that a healthy fear? Is it coming from well, Christ, or is that the devil? I, I, I think I'm concerned with people who don't fear what's happening to the United States of America. We've got gay marriage now in some of our states. We kill, Jackie, 4,200 babies a day through abortion in the United States. You, you know, when I was a little boy, now and then you'd see a child with Down syndrome. You know why you don't see that anymore? Nine out of ten babies with Down syndrome are killed in their mother's womb. Nine out of ten. When you see the, the vile entertainment now, stuff that would have been an X-rated movie when I was a little boy is now on regular television, not cable. Regular TV is so vile. And it concerns me that people don't care. There's a healthy fear of God. And when it becomes sin is when I can't, can't if I don't bring it to God in prayer, I, I, I need to read Psalm 36 or 38 periodically about not fretting about what's going on in our evil world. But a healthy fear that drives me to prayer, that's from the Lord. That's from the Lord. Yeah. And boy, as Christians today, I mean, every time you turn the corner, there's something that's defiling Christianity. These new TV, some of these new TV talk shows are from hell. You can tell their agenda mainly is to promote the gay agenda is so, so frequently on there and to kind of snip at these Christians who are so legalistic. <laughs> so as a Christian, is it wrong to be afraid, like say for your family and to have fear for what they might go through? Well, I heard, I heard a, a message once that was called that made the point about relaxed concern. We should be very concerned about our family and their salvation, concerned if you go on a trip, you know, be concerned, but a relaxed concern because you prayed and you put it in the Lord's hands. And, and you know, Jackie, I'll, I'll say this too. I was talking with a relative recently about, and she said, you know, isn't it, isn't it something how people just expect to live forever and they get so scared when they're about to die? And I said, yeah, and I said to her, what I say to believers, when we're in heaven, we're going to look back and say, why did I scratch and claw to stay down there? And that's, I think that's going to be the reality in heaven. We're going to say, why was I so afraid to leave that when I'm here? <laughs> so, Tom, um, we've just got a minute left. Let's talk a little bit about where your ministry is going yep. at now. Um, you're no longer the head of a church right. in that. We but strictly do this TV ministry now. Right. Yep. So I guess my question for you, first of all, is are you available to speak for people or to give yes. classes? Or? Tonight I'm speaking at a Baptist church. Next month I'm speaking at a Lutheran conference. Uh, next month I'm speaking at an evangelical free church. So if people need a Sunday morning speaker or a, a conference or whatever, that's what I do now as well as, as the TV show. It's at pastorstudy.org. It'll tell you where to call. So check out our website at the end of the program. You're going to see it there. You'll get all of the information. And share that website with your friends who don't have cable, if you're watching this on cable, because you can see our shows right from our website. We pray that God will be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.